The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello everybody, it's me, your boy Big Tasty. I'm here for another AEW Dynamite Review, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Styly. I'm joined in the chair this week once again by Aaron, the Statman Sufflip. How is it going, Aaron? Did you miss me last week? Was it last week I wasn't here? Did you miss me? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. No, it was you last week, wasn't it? You've been on the last few weeks now, mate. You're, you're becoming Mr. Consistency. You're like the... um. For one show. <laughs> yeah. You're like the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the fucking Ray Phoenix of this podcast. You just banger after banger every week. Just Mr. Mr. All every week. Except for, you know, he's injured at the moment. But, you know. I'll, I'll always say it. It's the one show, even if I wasn't doing the review, the review I'd still watch. Uh, yeah, uh, Jay uh, watched it this, this week as well. He watched it today when we were watching it, actually. Um, but he is not here because he had to go and have a little sleep because he was tired. He had to go and have a little sleep, but he's thinking about watching NXT UK tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a filthy mark. Filthy mark. <laughs> cool. Is it we we AW casuals see him? True, true AW hardcore. You know, true. <laughs> he's never he's never going to get paid off by Tony Khan with that, as you. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, and he's still, he's, I, I literally, as he is claiming to be too tired to do his podcast, he is posting. I'm getting notifications of him posting in the Discord, so he is still awake. We know where you're yeah. okay. Just because, and I know, I know what it is. It's because he, because of the Ricky Stark match tonight, he, he obviously felt he couldn't be impartial and he would be too emotional, so he couldn't come on the podcast. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. We're professionals. We don't let our biases affect, you know, how we rate the show. Having said that, Malachi Black turned up again. Ten out of ten. End of podcast. Um, I, I said to see you later bedtime yeah I'm just going to replace like every week this podcast with a picture of Malachi Black's face if you want to know how the show went just look at this 10 out of 10 there you go save you now well I, I've got things to say about that part and I will fucking not, I will come at you they're not all great tasty I'm sorry I'm I, am, I will I can end I can mute you mate I can take you out the call if I don't like it if, if it's going in a direction that I do not approve what happened to Mr. Consistency? <laughs> Streaks made to be broken, mate. I will be, I will be your fucking taser that puts you down. You'll be the new Jack to my Vic Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's talk about new Jack and the Brew today, actually, funnily enough. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I legitimately forgot he was dead. Until like... Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just have this in my head that he can't die. Like, that he's <laughs> somewhat invincible. <laughs> it's indestructible, mate. Uh, speaking of of somebody who can't die, I'm pretty sure John Moxley cannot be killed by conventional weaponry. Um, and here he comes in our first match of the night. And right. they, so they they open up with this hot. So this is very much that they're going for very much the same sort of um, 
entrance and, and crowd energy they did for Double or Nothing. So it starts with Moxie and Kingston coming out. And to be fair, the crowd are red hot. Well, I'm going to say, thank Christ we're on tour again. Because I think having the same people in the same place, like in the state, in Daly's place, basically. Fair enough, we were in Miami last week, but it was, still wasn't quite right. It was still Florida people, wasn't it? Like, yeah. No offence to anyone who listens in Florida. <laughs> you know, Google it, mate. You, you haven't got the best reputation. <laughs> like, it was, it's like it's te- people in Texas have been waiting the same amount of time as us for yeah. wrestling to be there for them. And they were fucking... Lo- even in the like not great parts tonight, they were still rowdy as fuck, which made it all that better. Yeah, the crowd were just... I mean, the, the, we, we discussed briefly on, on, on Mesky before, like how massive some of the pops were, and we'll talk about them as they happen tonight. Because mm-hmm. there were some monster pops. The first one was... I mean, Moxie comes out, you've got Eddie Kingston with him. Kingston's got like a lead pipe. Uh, Moxie goes up as part of his end. So he, he comes, he doesn't come through the crowd, but he comes like out the side and then goes into the crowd. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, it's strange, isn't it? It's like that door in Daly's place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was, I don't think he was maybe quite allowed, you know, for like COVID reasons to come out to, like, from the concourse, maybe. Yeah, Phil, guns blazing. In case someone like tried to lick him or something. <laughs> someone uh, tried to touch him again, we need to get a rugby tackle. <laughs> <laughs> and someone did, like, I mean, someone, someone did touch him, like, they put, that, they put that, like, arm on him. But that was yeah. Um, um, but it's a yeah, crowd, crowd, red hot. Um, shaved his head, too. Yes, like, he has cut after off. a whole week of conspiracies of has he shaved his head? Has he not shaved his head? Clearly, <laughs> the uh, the rigors of parenting have have made him tear all his hair out in with, with the pure stress. What was left of his hair, <laughs> anyway? Yeah, it was. Receding. I mean, it was. It, he wasn't quite Baron Corbin, but he was. He was. He was on a. He was on a hand to nowhere when he with that. Yep. <laughs> I know, trust me, I went I went fully ball at 20, 28, so I, I feel his pain. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, the crowd singing uh, Wild Thing was gave me goosebumps. Too. Yeah, I mean, that, that, goosebumps. That, that's really um, that's really coming into its own as a, as a theme now that you've got full crowds back. It's, you can tell, like, when it, when it first happened, like, we were a bit amused, weren't we, because of his old thing. Yeah. And then we were like, hang on, they've done this for crowds so that when, you know, when he comes out at big events, everyone knows the words, and it's, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Like magic. So well, well done, Tony. Played the long game there, and it's uh, it's paid off. He, he got us again. He got us again. It's like it's almost <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's almost like they plan these things or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as uh, as Carl Anderson makes his entrance, um, and he looks like a they present him as a pretty credible threat here, and they, I really do like that. Uh, they're running down um, to Excalibur. Obviously, he goes into to full New Japan Mark mode. And starts running down like Excalibur. Um, that Anderson was a founding member of the Bullet Club. Name yeah. drop, like Nate starts name dropping Prince Devitt, Tamatonga, Bad Luck Fale. You know, I mean, to be fair, I think it would be more weird if they didn't because it was for the IWGP. Yeah, yeah but I mean, Excalibur, could, <laughs> Excalibur couldn't drop those names fast enough. Well, yeah, he was <laughs> he so eager to. out of his mouth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> tripping over them. Um, so yeah, they, they talk and they talk a lot about his like his history in New Japan. Talk about him um, being in the finals of the G1 Climax in 2012, um, and also talking about being wanting to bring the IWGP title back to the elite. Obviously, Kenny being the first champion. They talked about that last week. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, oh, and then and then he said, uh, Toadie says that he's seven and Anderson is seven and one apparently in AW. I don't know when that happened. Um, no, <laughs> wait, and, wait, did they have matches? And he's, he's allegedly one of the hottest wrestlers in the company right now. Ooh, debatable. <laughs> I mean, he's been presented slightly better than he was in WWE, but he's still not a uh, he's still not a top guy. You, you say slightly better, even though it doesn't seem like an awful lot in AEW. At least he's on TV. Mm, he's At not... least he's in a main storyline. Yeah, he's not dressed up in a lab coat and looking at the scientific reason and putting big yeah. in the balls. So, yeah. An, an omitter of some sort. I can't remember what they called people. It was that long ago. So, interestingly, um, this match, obviously, it's for the IWGP. US title, it's actually being contested under New Japan rules, so that means a 60 minute time limit and a 20 second count at ringside, when they ring out But, I don't think they tell the crowd that, because when it gets to a 10 count in the, <laughs> on the outside they stop counting like, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously, 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 obviously Excalibur explains this on commentary, but yeah. the, the fans in the, the live fans in attendance clearly don't know that um <laughs> Start the match. Eddie Kingston just hoofs Gallows with a lead pipe and just chases him out the um out the arena, basically. Yeah, make it one on one. Fair enough. Yep, good stuff. Uh, and this match was, I mean, it was everything I expected it to be. Really, it was it was hard hitting. It was pretty intense. Um, they hit. They just did lots of big moves on each other, and it was it was really nice. It surprised me for a Moxley match, which didn't involve weapons. To be honest, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, there was there, there was. There. There were shades of like the Nagata match where it was very sort of Japan style. Yeah. Like lots of stiff shots, lots of big moves. Um, lovely superplex uh, from Moxley, which was real nice. Uh, they went out a little bit, obviously, that big outside bit. Um, got a lot of moves on the outside. I love, I loved when they went up the ramp. It really sort of showed off how nice the ramp is on this show. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot chunkier, wasn't it? And yeah. Flat and moving. And oh. they, made, they, made, they made really good use of the space outside, I thought, and they like, really showed off the arena quite well. Um, it's just so good to see a different arena, basically. No, yeah, just that. I mean, everyone joked. So the ramp they had at Daly's place, which like comes right up to the side of the ring. Yeah, that's like a. That, remember they had that in Impact um, or TNA back in like 2010, and everyone yeah. joked that it was because like all the old people they signed couldn't get into the ring properly. <laughs> so they had to have like the wheelchair ramp coming up to the um, to the side of the ring. <laughs> And it, it always gives me like little horrific flashbacks to, to that era when I, whenever I see it in AEW. In, in in oh, Jesus Christ. So it's nice to have gone back to like a, a sort of more traditional sort of ramp down to the floor, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, they just have a real good brawl, don't they? They're out the ring, they're in the ring, there's big moves. Um, Anderson lands a gunstone, that's good for two. He lands another one, like a top rope one, doesn't he? And um, Moxie sort of like rolls towards the ropes to sort of yeah. get out of the way. Which is quite nice. So it sort of sells the move like it was a pretty big deal. Um, Mox, there, there was a vicious pile driver as well. Oh yeah, it was like that Owen Hart Austin style one, which I I hate seeing it every time. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, it was like a stump puller one. It was like a sort of yeah. yeah. It's when you sit down on it. Oh, nah, yeah. <laughs> no for me. <laughs> Um, so then the match, the match, uh, Moxie, uh, Moxie locks in is like his, his sleeper as well and stuff like that. And it's just some really good back and forth, um, really entertaining. And then the match comes to an end. Um, Anderson goes for like another top rope gun stun, so he sort of jumps off and Mox sort of like just grabs him by the arm. Oh no, he sort of grabs him and then like spins him around, doesn't he? And yeah. as he spins around, he, he sort of like gives him a ripcord um, clothesline. 
which is really nice. And then just hit him with a massive paradigm shift and pins him. Moxley versus Okada confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Rainmaker. Feel <laughs> the Rainmaker. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really really fun. Um, I think it really made Moxley look like a big deal again because he just like well, first week back. Obviously, he's been on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, like he needed a big. So and give, I think give him open there. Why not? They seem to be giving Anderson a lot more to do as a singles guy as well, which is interesting because he had that match against Wheeler, didn't he? Um, like Wheeler Uther on Dark the other week. Pass you know dark more he than had, me, well. Right? He, had, he, had, he was he was really Uther's first opponent in right, okay. uh, coming in. So the, the, I think they're using it's interesting to see them use him a lot more as a singles. I mean, out of the two, I mean, I, I like Gallows, I like Dick jokes. Don't get me wrong, the growth. <laughs> but out of the two, the only one I really want to see wrestle is Anderson. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you. So yeah, that's that's nice that that's happening. For some yeah. reason, he was always like a guy I like to play on as like two K eighteen. <laughs> I don't know why. Just <laughs> some guy that does a cutter and a super kick. Just f- forever <laughs> waiting for AI controlled Doc Gallows to come and hit the magic killer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after the match, we had a little bit backstage promo that tied in directly. So it was uh, Jake Roberts was sort of prattling on, and Lance Archer sort of pushed him out the way. I've caved my pants a little bit. Yeah. And then, so, obviously, Lance Archer said that him, obviously, Moxie took the IWGP US title from him back in last January, I think it was. Yeah, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. At Tokyo Dome, yeah, in a Texas death match. And he said next week, when they're going to be actually in Texas, he's challenging him for his rematch to another Texas death match. Can I just say the Wrestle Kingdom one is very, very good. Yeah, I'm not quite expecting that sort of level on free TV. Eh... Uh... I wouldn't even say the Wrestle Kingdom one was that vicious, to be honest. No, but I mean, I mean, in terms of like mad shit happening, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd expect it to be a bit more pedestrian. Pedestrian. <laughs> I mean, in, in a way that a death match can be pedestrian. You know? Yeah, but as I say, the Tokyo Dome one, it wasn't like brutal. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like spots and it, shit. It wasn't like light tubes and shit. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a backyard death match. It was like a, a hardcore match, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was very good. I, I mean, I, I trust that the two of them can have an absolute banger of a... Of, of Obviously, a... Archer's got a hell of a lot better since that Wrestle Kingdom as well. Yeah. So it can only... It should only be a lot better than the yeah. Wrestle Kingdom one. So yeah, so next week... Uh, spoiler, Moxie cuts a promo a bit later, which we'll touch on very briefly when it happens, but he agrees, so the match will happen next week. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Uh, next up, we've got Alex Abrahantes interviewing Andrade El Idolo. Um, and a lot of interesting stuff in this promo. A very short promo, but a lot of information. A lot going on. Eh? So first of all, he says that he has permission from Tony Khan to kick down the forbidden door and win championships everywhere. Belt collector, mate. So presumably this is a reference to the fact that he is wrestling Kenny in AAA in like literally a month for yeah. the AAA the Mega Championship. Yeah. And then um, Alex is going to ask him a question, and he says no. He has to ask Alex a question, and he um, he gets his iPad off his like his suit bitch who stood next to him. Yeah. And um, he, he has like the Death Triangle logo on. And he's like, "Where can I find the Death Triangle?" And, like, and, and then a little bit of my um, little bit of my soul just sort of like did a backflip <laughs> um, because I know what that means. It means we're going to get Andrade versus Penta. Andrade versus Pac, Andrade versus Phoenix, and I would like to see all of those, please. Oh, I mean, 
see, the issue is that first match last week wasn't the greatest. It also didn't help it was overshadowed last week. Yeah. Right? Multiple things. But uh, it should, Andrade's a very good wrestler. I can't deny that. And all of Death Triangle are very and good wrestlers. All of Death Triangle are very good wrestlers. I cannot argue with that. So it should, in theory, be fucking fantastic. I mean, at this point, I'm convinced that me or you could have a five-star match with Ray Phoenix. <laughs> Let's go, pick them. Right now, <laughs> let's put all our money into a pot together, the four of us, and make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're not going to get bad matches, are we? It's going to be a good time. Um, right, up to next, we have our second match, and this is this is the one that I imagine Jay would, would be more the most invested in. So this was Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks for the FTW title. Obviously, um, the FTW title is an unrecognized title. Uh, no professional wrestling organization has ever recognized the AW title. And, and uh, according to Taz, that's just how he likes it. Even though he was bitching about it about six months ago, wasn't he? Yeah. No, he was definitely crying about <laughs> it six months ago. He was out cutting a promo saying, like, why won't Cody recognize the AW title? The short man syndrome, mate. That's what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, I mean, I, well, the one thing I really appreciate at the start of this match is Hobbs and Hooker already down at ringside, which means that we get unfettered, pure brilliance that is Ricky Stark's entrance music. Ricky Stark's entrance music is, is leopard print gear. It's no leopard print gear. He, oh my is, word! Oh. Everything, everything about everything about it is just phenomenal, and he is fucking over. Like he, he has a, he gets a huge pop. Shocking, like massive pot. I say it's shocking, like everyone loves them, but I didn't know it was that much. I didn't know it was like enough to pop the smart marks, even though they know he's meant to be a heel. Sort of, but yeah. like I put it, yeah, apparently it is. And um, and Cage got a few boos thrown in there in his entrance. Yeah, it was like, definitely he... a bit. It was definitely a bit more muted. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because like in the in the dichotomy of the feud, obviously. Cage is sort of leaning face and Starks is an absolute heel. But at the same time, Cage is like three times the size of him and you're always going to cheer the underdog. So. The, small, the smaller guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, but during the match as well, you get Brian Cage constantly getting booed and yeah. Ricky Starks constantly getting chants. Like, it's mental. Like every near fall is like huge pops when Starks kicks out. Like yeah. you can see the crowd behind him going absolutely ballistic every time he gets the shoulder up. Madness. madness, and yeah, um, this match again, really, really fun match. Again, a, a lot of it's just Cage being like literally just hoofing stocks all over the ring with his yeah. power, and like there's a lot of like a lot of close kickouts, a lot of near falls, um, like some brutal chops from from Cage. And there was that really nice bit where Cage was. So they, again, they they talk about um, so Cage gets a again, so Taz is on commentary and they get they get near fall. And Taz talks about how, like, when Cage gets a near fall, he doesn't get frustrated, he doesn't get angry, he just, like, sort of stays sort of, like, focused and carries on. But then he goes to, like, the top rope, like, straight away. Which, yeah. And this has been a bit of a theme with Team Taz over the last, sort of, couple of months, is that whenever they, they sort of run out of ideas and they, they try and do something outside the wheelhouse, like, I know Cage is a bit of a, a bit of, a, like, an exhibition guy because of his time in TNA. Yeah. Um, but every time they go to the top rope, it, it always seems to go wrong for them. Like it, it backfired on Hobbs really badly a couple of like a week, a few weeks ago. And so as Cage goes up to the top rope, Stark slips around him and gets him into like a massive power bomb, which yeah, was like a set down power bomb as well. Yeah, like a, set, like a yeah, like proper Batista bomb. Yeah, it fantastic. was uh, it was really really nice. Um, 
then a little bit later, Starks goes outside and he's looking for and, and this as as they're talking, so this is really well timed. Obviously they they worked on it. As um as Starks goes to the outside, Taz is talking about the FTW title and like you know how the, the, the prestige of it. And as Starks is like grabbing it off the um, off the timekeeper's table, and so they're just hiding. Oh yeah, that's the belt that that Ricky's just 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 grabbed there. And he goes to like take it towards the ring to, to do shenanigans, but Hobbs takes it off him, which is kind of weird. And and Ricky looks absolutely disgusted. Yeah, like betrayed. Yeah. Yeah, it's. This match is very good storytelling. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, shocking. Obviously, the shocking, like, see, th- this is the issue with this Marky Marks. This, uh, the AEW fan base is literally just Marky Marks, isn't it? Well, let's be honest. Man, we, 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 we know what we are. It's fine. We, we know what we are. It's fine. Um, but it's, it's that case of Hogan, Rocket, Mania, 18. Do you stay the face? Do you do the changeover to fit the crowd? But then you've got to work a match on the fly. It's, it's that whole dilemma. I mean, just... I don't think there was a definite... The way they wrestled, I don't think there was a definite face heel in this match that was affected by the crowd. Like, you could you could, you could, could spin this either way and say that either Cage was the face or Cage was the heel, based on... Except for the finish, which, again... It's just, it's a guy who weighs like 200, like 180 pounds, hitting a guy who weighs like 320 pounds with a belt to, to help him get a win. You know what I mean? Let's face it, he wasn't going to Rochambeau him, was he? <laughs> that's, that's fair. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so after, after sort of, after the little sort of pull off on the outside and, and Hobbs is apparently turning his back on Starks, um, Cage just gives him an F5 when he gets back in the ring. Yeah. Mental, and that's and that's not even the finish. He kicks out on two. Yeah, like the amount of close falls in this was ridiculous. Like this made this. I mean, obviously Cage is a monster and he's fine, but this made Ricky Starks look really tough and and quite because he's always been a bit like, for, for for a large part of this year. He's been a bit of a goober, hasn't he? He's been like beat up we, by Sting. He's been beat up by Darby. You know, weasel type. Yeah, he's, he's really. been he's been like the fall guy for like a lot of like the butt of team towers getting their comeuppance. So it's nice yeah. to see him like really presented like legitimately as like a, a guy who can really hang. Um. So then, yeah, as um as after all this like shenanigans, uh, Hook gets up, distracts the ref. Um, Cage is sort of running towards Starks, and as he does, Hobbs gets up on the apron and just clocks him with the belt. Clocks yeah. Cage, that is. Um, then uh, Cage is sort of staggering around and Stark spears him and pins him and wins um, and as as um, as he bets the pin um, Taz screams I love it into the microphone yeah uh, Will Hobbs the whole time smiling at the camera <laughs> he like, hasn't quite worked out he hasn't quite worked out how to, sm- how to snarl like when he's having, because no. obviously he's clearly loving live crowds being back, and he's he's, he's he needs to work on his on his mean face when he's really <laughs> when he's actually really happy. Um, oh, it's just it's it's wholesome, wholesome AF. Maybe maybe the hawk is going to turn face, and Cage is going to be the heel. We don't know. Come on now, <laughs> with Taz and as the head honcho. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Do you really want to cheer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anything. Mate, dude said three words on dynamite. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he, I don't know what his deal is. Um, 
Yeah, so um, after the match, you see sort of Taz comes up and hugs Ricky. Um, and it's obviously it was all a big ploy to, to sort of screw Cage and get the belt off him. And it looks like yeah, next week they'll be kicking him out of Team Taz officially in some capacity. Yeah, just bad mouthing him constantly from now on, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, really fun match. Obviously, this is as, as Jay would have you believe. Uh, he's, he's asked me to. He's asked me to mention because um, he's not here that this is officially the start of Ricky Starks becoming the belt collector. Do you want? There was a bigger. It was a big paragraph. So do you wish? I'm not going. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Should I read the whole thing? Okay, uh, just, just bear with me two seconds while I find it. Because it's oh, belt collectors. We did. We did hear enough of them. Why not just uh, uh, right. So we said this is this is this is verbatim for what Jay, Jay messaged us before. I said that he got a special statement because he said he wasn't going to do the podcast that he would like me to read on behalf of the restart result. Quote: James Luft. <clears throat> I said it all along. Ricky Starks is the real belt collector, and this is the start of that. You think Kenny Omega fears Hangman? He really feels. He really fears absolute Ricky Starks. I know it. Austin, Texas knows it, and the belt collector, the Thanos of AEW, absolute Ricky Starks knows it. Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Miro is next. That's at Austin Wales on Twitter to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Ricky Starks, but you know, maybe, maybe nah, not Ricky. that much. Um, <laughs> Yeah, okay, now it's time for us to have a big fallout, isn't it? Because we're gonna talk about the Cody Rhodes Malachi Black segment. So I'll let you take I'll let you take the reins on this and I'll just interject when I've when I've heard enough. <laughs> I went to say one word and he just cut me off. <laughs> uh, basically it's not announced what happens, it just randomly happens as Cody runs out, yeah. And then he just goes on the commentary, goes, I'm wanting Malachi Black, rah, 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 rah. It's kind of weird because he goes to like the commentary desk and puts on a headset and starts talking, and then that's not serious enough for him. So He, he, he literally goes, I don't feel I'm getting my point across. Do you know why? So it's because the fans in the crowd can't hear him. Yeah, he needs the fans. That's his kryptonite. Is <laughs> no fans. Um. Basically, he goes on the mic and goes, I don't win every fight I'm involved in. That was for Bale. Well, we'll we'll, we'll come to that in a second. Can I just get back (laughs) to the point where Cody Rhodes, one of the vice presidents of the company, comes out onto the during a live broadcast of the show that he produces without a microphone? (laughs) Even says, like, I could have used my power and, like, got you in the door... All you, all you should have done was a text or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, again, so and, and, again, no and, again and again, lol at Cody saying he doesn't win every fight he has. He doesn't win every fight he's involved in. I mean, in. he doesn't win every fight, so he's technically, <laughs> he's technically telling the truth. Come on now. He lost that one He lost that one time against Jericho. <laughs> he doesn't win every fight, but he always wins the war, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just most of them. It's most of them, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you can carry on with the rest. I just wanted to slag Cody I mean, if, 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 if that's all you have a problem with, then that's fine. It's, it's just Cody I've got a problem with. still be friends. I mean, that was just Cody being Cody. And again, like we, we're, we're, we're sort of like burnt out on it now because of like all the empty arena and stuff, but the fans are fucking huge for him. Yeah, sadly. and it's, it's important to remember that like, it, Cody is almost like the the sort of the special live thing that, that everyone loves. You know what I mean? And I'm guessing if I was in that crowd and Cody came out, I'd probably pop. I mean, you can just get carried uh, te- away with Texas equals patriotism. 
America. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, so, so Cody, so Cody says that, um, yeah, he basically says to Black, get out there because I want to have a fight. And so then this, I loved this. Um, Alistair Black basically appears on the on the video screen. Um, and he said that when he turned up, and, it, and again they play into it. So he said when he turned up last week, the fans cheered when he kicked Arn Anderson in the face and when he kicked Cody yeah. in the face. And it said because uh, that's because they care about violence more than they care about Cody, which is really cool. And um, he tells this really cool, like sort of like soliloquy, like story about how he knew a man who killed this horse. It was his prize horse because like it had been with him his whole life, and then one day. He looked at he looked at it in its eyes and he it, he he couldn't see like the the sort of the burning you know the the, the fire of youth there anymore he couldn't see like the the drive and the desire because it had gotten old and crippled and, and like useless and so he he took it to like its favorite place and and then you know give it a good send off and then killed it and then he said like when he looked into Cody's eyes last week it wasn't there anymore. Oh, <laughs> Cody's gonna get gat. <laughs> uh, which means my Alistair Black shooting Cody in the face with a shotgun confirmed. Uh, same with a bag Black. on his head, he's nice like that. Put a bag over here, take him to like I don't know, Applebee's or something. Well, what, what's his favorite place? Probably uh, Applebee's. Probably just go Applebee's. Crack, Cracker Barrel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> right on, on, right in the little rocking chair on the porch. Just <laughs> get him some nice meatloaf and uh, let him have a nice last meal. <laughs> so yeah so he's saying that like, obviously he looked at Arn and he looked in Arn's eyes and Cody's eyes last week and it wasn't there anymore for them either so he's basically going to put them out of their misery so Cody's, Cody goes apoplectic at this point and he says come in the ring to take a better look um, and I love this so it's, as soon as Cody like, invites him to the ring uh, Malachi's just like yeah I hoped you'd say that mm. and then the lights go <laughs> off and then he comes yeah. back on and Malachi Black's in the ring. And I love this. You've got Cody in like an all-white suit. You've got Black in an all-black suit. He was very orange in the face this week, Cody. He was yeah. very, like, he was, he was when, when, when your skin's a shade two, but he's put on shade four makeup. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going full Dickinson. <laughs> That's genuinely what it is. It's There's a UK-based reference for you there. International. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then they just have a big old fight, basically, uh, which is great. Um, and then the referees run in and break it up. And there we go. Presumably, we're gonna. This is gonna sort of slow build. To maybe I'm trying, when they're gonna do the match. When's all out? All out next. Oh, I think that's like fucking September. Oh no, was it August? Hey, it's EW don't slow build, mate. Come on, <laughs> slow build. Long term booking, mate. Long term booking. I just want to see. Let's spook- see no WWE. I just want to see him do spooky kicks, though. <laughs> We can still get spooky kicks. Just <laughs> Lee Johnson, he'll be the first one to get kicked. Yeah, just throw Lee, throw big shot at him. <laughs> Dustin will get kicked in need at one. Yeah, you probably, probably do Dustin first, won't you? Uh, I, I don't know who else. Well, listen, Cody. I, I saw a news article. Listen, Cody rumored to be taking a few weeks off to like be with his family. Get Malachi Black to kick him in. So they can they can get Malachi to kick him and then like have him like work through the like like um, they do when Cody goes away. Have him like they do with Brody. Have him like work through like the the underlings, and then Cody can come back and beat him. So yeah, that's pretty much that's that's you... that's every Cody, Cody angle for the last like, eighteen every months. Cody war. Remember, he doesn't win every fight. <laughs> See, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still super jazzed. Like every like every time. Malachi Black like appears on screen. I just want there to be more of it. Like I know, I know, I know, I'm an absolute mark for him, but still, 
Yeah, the thing is, we like, I, I'm not I'm an absolute mark for Tommy and or Malachi Black or whatever, but he is very, very good. Yeah. Well, he, he was in NXT. Anyway. Sounds like his English has got a lot better as well than it was. Like To be like, fair, how often did he get to speak on main roster? Yeah. But, he uh, wouldn't like, really know it, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, I'm just super jazzed that he's, he's in AW. Really, it still feels yeah. it still feels like a, a personal present for me. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to buy his uh, new T-shirt. Hey. Um, <laughs> so next up, we've got uh, Alex Marvez, first appearance on the on the show today. Uh, I, I really like the segment. He's approached Tully Blanchard, and he's asking him about. And he makes like so he asked him. He makes a good point. So he asked Tully Blanchard like why he attacked Conan after the match last week, and Tully Blanchard was like, "Your duty. You run in and hit Wardlow with a fucking foreign object." Yeah, hi. And like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably fair to be, to be yeah, honest. That, that is quite fair, yeah. Shite one on Conan because he fucked up badly, but um, so as as they're sort of walking into the, they're, they're like a walking interview for some reason. They walk into a room and just a wild Santana and Ortiz appear. Yeah, it's... and they're just like, ah, and they're literally they're like you know in like a Batman, like they're like the bad guys in a Batman cartoon where they're like, they're like waiting in a dark alley to rough someone up. <laughs> Or, or Tully is the bad guy and they're the Batman that swooshes in. Except they're just, <laughs> except they're just waiting in an alleyway to beat up the first criminal they <laughs> see. Um, so yeah, they make they make, they make a comment about like Tully um, it's not sensible for him to like walk alone by himself or whatever. Um, so Ortiz gets him in like a, a sort of arm lock from behind and like keeps him in place and Santana's got a crowbar and he goes to smack him with it and he like sort of pulls it right right by his head and just taps him with it and it's plastic. Yeah. And um basically said, yeah, this one's fake. Next time it won't be and they just like push him down on the floor. And um they make they make a point about saying like they were taught to respect their elders so they're not gonna like batter him. And then uh, as they're leaving um I love that Tully's just on the floor and like Santana just goes and goes look at you if this was the owner of another company, I'm not going to say which company, Tully Blanchard would have peed his pants. In yeah, that I mean, I, I couldn't. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, he basically told, told him to go find his boys. Yeah, I, just, I mean, it's just another really nice little bit of slow build for the for it, the inevitable war we're going to get with um, FTR. Kind of what was weird though is just after that, Tully goes, "Yeah, I, I will." Okay. <laughs> and then the fans just in the background are just laughing at it <laughs> like an old man sitting on the floor like I'll, I'll get my boys just wait he says as they, as they walk up <laughs> so yeah again yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm fully I'm, I'm fully on board with the with the inevitable um, FTR South Hanna Ortiz battle they're going to do I mean, just just give it to me I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're saving it for like one of the big shows do, do you think it I I think they'll get a normal match out of it before the yeah. bigger show, and then we'll get a bigger show. I I would not be surprised if they didn't do uh, like a number one contenders match or something at um, All Out. Is the stadium show not just after All Out? Yeah, but I I honestly I honest I mean this is I'm fan I'm I'm going off on on money, but I honestly think they're going to book. I honestly think Pride yeah. Path are going to win the titles. They are at the stadium show, yeah, because it's the home show, isn't it? And it's it's huge, and it's the biggest show AEW have ever done outside of a pay per view. And a lot of tickets were sold for it. Yeah, and they're, they're very and they yeah they sold like three quarters of the tickets in like three yeah. hours yesterday or something stupid like that. It's going to be yeah. fucking raucous because this is that. the this is the postponed original Blood and Gut show. 
Oh, is that what this is? Right. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I see. Okay. So something big's going to be there anyway. Yeah. So I think I think a nice uh, a nice title change for the for the hometown boys would be uh, would be wonderful. I mean, they probably won't, but you know, I'd love it if they did. Um. So yeah. So next up, we've got oh, and again another quality quality promo. And again, it's it's another thing that it's given us. It's finally putting putting pace onto stories that we've we've had sort of slowly spinning the wheels and like all and the pieces have been clicking into place it was just the right amount too it didn't do that much to go all out but it kept us going yeah it just gave you enough to just to just yeah. make you salivate a bit so we had um tony Giovanni's in the ring and he introduces hangman adam page oh holy hell is hangman adam page over in texas i genuinely thought sting was coming out <laughs> just with tony in the ring <laughs> But this was this pop was like cataclysmic. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It's I'd say out of the four pops we got, the big ones, this is the biggest one. It's almost like they really like cowboys in Texas. Who'd it's, have thought? Uh, oh, who who would have thought cowboys shit and all that? You know. Yeah. So um, so Paige comes out. No, no beer. Oh no, whiskey on. No, no glass in his hand. Just all business. Yeah, he has had a few though. Like beforehand, it does get mentioned. Yeah, um, and it's a really cool promo. Um, he basically talks about like how he he very nearly won the AW World Title like back at the start of the company, and he had it. It was so close. He failed, and then like he tried to run away from it. He tried to hide from his failure, but he couldn't. And um, and basically, the Dark Order told him that you know it's his time, and he, and they're right. He needs it. He wants it. He's ready for it. He's going to have it, basically. And he's, uh, he's officially challenging for the AW title. Yeah, like, finally. Remember when this was a thing back in however long ago last year. The start of last year, it was. Yeah. This all began. Fuck me. Um, so then as we're getting this big sort of, you know, crowd-pleasing, like, yeah, Hangman's ready, he's going to go. And as he's sort of like calling out his official challenge, Don Callis interrupts him, which is great because um, Don Callis is just the biggest piece of shit. Like he plays a he plays that character so so well. I mean, it's almost like he might possibly be the biggest piece of shit. Legit, <laughs> he's not that bad. I I didn't mean that in that way. Just there's some things about him. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's a heat magnet if, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great, and like, right? I legitimately didn't recognize Nick Jackson. It was bad, wasn't it? When like, he came out, every week he seems to just get worse and worse. I don't know what he's going for. In about think... in about like two three weeks time, he's gonna look like Riff Raff. <laughs> oh, it's, it's gonna be like Daniel Bryan legit at WrestleMania Thirty, where he's just all rugged. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so Don Callis comes out accompanied by the elite. So it's Kenny, it's the Bucks, it's the Good Brothers, it's uh, Brandon Cutler, no Nakazawa. Presumably he's busy with you know administrative duties and whatnot. Yeah, he'll be too busy with paperwork and office work things. Um, and then they all basically just run him down from uh, from from on the ramp. And they basically say that you know he's not he's not the guy. It's not you know he's not he's not going to be able to challenge or whatever. Uh, and then Matt like they all sort of like take turns. And then Matt's like you know you know what. Go down the ring. So Matt in his atrocious outfit heads down the ring, 
And uh, it's and this is a really really good heel promo from from Matt Jackson. He basically just runs Paige down, saying like, you know, remember us, we're the best friends that you abandoned. Um, basically, how he left the elite to go and join a bunch of losers. Uh, he said he smells his breath. He said he's still hitting the bottle. There you go. You know, he said he had a few previously. Yeah, just that's how he's coping with like everything, just all the stress and shit. Then this is this is quite a bit close. He said, um, "You're the next great wrestling tragedy." That's rough, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, and then he says, uh, does that make him want to hit him? And he said he doesn't have the balls. So Paige does hit him. She does have the balls. And then as uh, Omega... So the, the elite sort of like rush to the edge of the ring. And as they're sort of like baiting Hangman, Omega gets in with the belt and he's going to clock him with it. But then as he's about to turn around, the dark order spill into... I think like, Stu crazing it. Stu's miles ahead of everyone else. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know who does the most cardio in the dark order, don't you? <laughs> that was bad. Like, it was a solid... Stu's like, like in there and stood up for anybody else in the shot. <laughs> and, S- S- Silver, fair enough, isn't that far behind him, but everyone else just seems to be miles away. Who know ain't <laughs> loving, but he is noticeably far behind him. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so it's like it's it's Stu, it's Uno, it's Silver, it's Reynolds, it's ten and five. I think it's everyone that comes in, isn't it? Uh, Cabana as well. Oh, and Colt. Yeah, sorry, yeah. cool dad called Cabana. Um, so yeah, so they all spill in the elite bailout and they sort of back on the ring, and uh, and Kenny grabs the mic and he basically says um, they can't they they can have a match. However, it's not going to be one on one. It's going to be uh, a five on five elimination match, and it's going to be the elite versus the Dark Order with Hangman. Now that just sounds like a whole lot of fun, doesn't it? A Survivor Series, baby. That's yeah. my jam. That is, uh, that so, is my jam. So, so Hangman basically says, that's fine. However, when they win, or if they win, presumably when they win, um, not only does Hangman get a shot at Kenny, the Dark Order also get a shot at the Bucks tag titles. But? But if they lose, so this is Kenny. Sort of, and Kenny makes a good point. Kenny sort of bites back and says, well, all right, that's fine, but there's nothing in it for us. Like we've got nothing to win. So, yeah. if or when we win, not only do the um, Dark Order not get a title shot, Hangman loses his title shot. Yeah, like holy shit! This is Survivor Series. And this is steroids. This is, but this uh, it's, 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 up for grabs. But, it's, but it's it's such a perfect <laughs> evolution of the story. So this is Hangman literally putting his faith in his friends. Yeah. Which is it's something he, friend. which is something he couldn't do. Yeah. Remember when they asked him to join the Dark Order and he said he couldn't and he he, he couldn't trust people anymore and he couldn't depend on people anymore and he had to do it by himself. This is him now literally gambling his title shot on his friends' ability. On his friends for himself and them. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. I just <laughs> wished. I wished. I, I honestly wish, like after this whole storyline wraps up, that they do like a. A sort of a release of it, like or like a documentary, or like some sort of special, like encompassing it and showing like the journey, the journey of. Well, I mean, someone will do it on someone will do it on the internet or something, but I, it, someone it just, will do it. It's yeah. just it's just so it's so well done, and like you say, they're throwing back now to stuff that happened like eight, nine, ten weeks ago. Yeah, and it's incredible. Like, I I assume the four that would be with Hangman would be Uno, Grayson, Silver, and Reynolds. Oh, yeah, maybe would, be, uh, would, would you would you not take ten? Would you not take 
you've got Ten and Cabana there as well, but then you I mean, if, if you make... if you assume it's just the the four tag teams and then the two singles guys, then it, it is. Then it's the Good Brothers, the Bucks, yeah. Kenny versus you. Then if you missed Grayson and Uno and Grayson, Silver and Reynolds and Hangman. Hangman. I I genuinely think Silver and Reynolds is a solid going to be in that team. There's no if buts or maybe about that. Yeah, I mean, if, if depending on if Silver's fit. Well, that too. Which, um, considering he was out with his shoulder taped up and like moving quite well, it looks like he might be very nearly, yeah, nearly back. It, it's either going to be Uno and Grayson with them, or it's going to be Cabana and Ten with them instead. Not Ten and Five. Oh, yeah. they, they, well, they, they've been sort of, they've been sort of like a bit of a tag team, haven't they? Uh, uh, I I don't think Five's got a shout of being in here. Hey, be Five honest. Five went the distance with Kenny. Don't forget. Kenny forgot about that, so I'm going to forget. But I'm fucking buzzing for this 515. I love a good. If this this is the main main event story that's going to drive AW towards the end of the year, then we're in for a hell of a turn. Well, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Yeah. Like, just this match to kick it all off. As I say, big Survivor Series mark over here. Love it. There's actual stakes up for grabs. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 I love an elimination match because it just gives everyone so much time to breathe and like show up what they can do. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. Tells so many stories. It's it's and and, and with the with the, the people they have involved, I'm sure they will. It could go anyway. We could have one going out, one team, then one going out, making it even every time. Hangman could end up on his own against yeah. all I mean, five. Hang, Hangman could lose. Hangman could legit lose this match. And then they could send him to the back of the queue and he could have to build himself all oh, the way up again. We've got another six months of waiting for Hangman to work his way up again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So speaking of Alex Marvez, we had him before. He's back again interviewing Chris Jericho. And yeah, they're talking about, again, similar to the last week, they're talking about the five labels of Jericho. Jericho started running down, you know, how he's the god of thunder and all this bollocks. Um... And then Sean Spears just runs in and like literally just hoofs a chair into his throat. Right. He, he gets a pop every time he speaks, right? Yeah. Jericho. But then he says a line of, you can resurrect Muhammad Ali and I'll knock him out. And the crowd are like, um... No, we, we, we kind of like that guy. <laughs> we, we, we like that guy. We can't cheer that. <laughs> <laughs> You're threatening to bring someone back to life just to knock him out. <laughs> yeah, so as, as he sort of Rabbiting on, Sean Spears just runs out and just literally, as he's running, he just slams a chair into his throat, which looked hideous. Chairman, mate. Chairman. Chairman. Uh, and then as he does that, Jericho goes down. Spears sort of like puts him in a sort of headlock. MJF comes and like sits on the sofa next to like the, the prone body of Jericho and basically says that Jericho's first labor will be next week, um, in which he will be fighting Sean Spears. And the stipulation is that Sean Spears can use a chair, but Jericho can't. Yep. No other weapon, just chair. So yeah, this is gonna be fun. Uh and then Spears just like, hoofs Jericho in the in his sore elbow with the chair, laughs and then walks out. Well Jericho is like awkwardly holding his arm. Right. Just... Why why are both Jericho and Spears' arms so thick and tattooed? <laughs> what, just the one arm? Oh it was one of, you, you only really saw the left because the way the camera was, you saw yeah. both the left arms and they looked very similar. Like they're both like heavily tattooed from like the elbow down. And like, um, just really, really hench. Spears, not, Spears goes all the way up, does it not? 
I, I, mean, yeah, I couldn't really, you couldn't really see. I think he had a t-shirt on, didn't he? But yeah, I, I'm sure it goes all the way up there. But yeah, they Jericho's look like not so much. Look, at, look at two legs of lamb. Legs <laughs> of lamb. Oh, fuck me. Uh, right, moving on to hmm, what I'm guessing is not your favourite part of the night. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll go over this fairly quickly. Um, right. so. do, you, do you want a big boy start? Since go on. NXT got one, so you get one for this, right? Uh, so they talk about Christian has never beaten Hardy 101, right? Yep. And how they've fought like over 200 times against each other. On record, including house show, house shows, they've only fought six times one on one. Yeah, a lot of it's been like tag teams. A lot, a lot of them's been like tag teams. Uh, there was a classic, there was a classic JRism later in the uh, in the match. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, including um, this one. There's six matches. If uh, half of them have been on house shows, uh, and then the other two have been on. Raw won at six minutes, just a normal match in 2001. Right, won for two minutes and 30 seconds for the European title in 2000. Just so it's not like they get much action against each other, it's not like it's a standout thing or that. But yeah, no, it's fair enough. A tag team rivalry, basically. Well, the, the JR mentioned a while back, um, in this match somewhere that he, he kind of stumbled over his words a little bit. I know, fancy that. Uh, he basically said that out of Christian's, he basically tried to say like that he'd won tag titles by beating Hardy, but he, he phrased it stupidly and said that like, something to do with defenses and. Yeah, the the way he worded it was that every tag title when Christian's ever had, he beat Matt Hardy for the titles. Yeah, which is like, no. absolutely not true. Absolutely not true. Um. So yeah, I mean, this match was was fine. It was okay. I mean, on a it on was, a on a card like this, it lo- it it looked not bad, but like it stuck out like a sore thumb. Let's, if I saw if I saw if I saw this match at a live show, I'd be all right with it. Would would probably enjoy it as a live show, like being in the crowd. Yeah, it's two like older wrestlers who are favorites in their past and. Still, favorite sort of. Yeah, they're still. It's. I mean, it's, it's the nostalgia pop, isn't it? It's like it's two yeah. guys, one last ride, you know, sort of thing. Um, you know, their, their lives have been inexorably linked over the over the course of their careers. Okay. One Matt Hardy, just the way he walks and runs, scares me. Oh, when, Christian, when, when Christian threw into the into the fucking barrier, into the barrier on the outside. All yeah. I can think of is Jesus Christ, that guy's got like a three day old daughter. I'm like, don't don't cripple him. <laughs> Like, please just do a retirement match. I beg you, Matt. Please. I mean, you can. I mean, I, I've got no problem with him. Like, the Hardy family office is great. I love him just being this massive shit house. Your manager. Yeah. 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 I just don't want to. I don't want to see him get hurt. I love you, Matt. Please don't get hurt. And um, cool Uncle Christian just getting beaten every single match by the heel. Yeah, he kicked out of a twist of faith. Oh, riveting. <laughs> Yeah, bit of a bit of a weird finish, wasn't it as well? So, um, so Hardy put the leech on Christian outside the ring, which like he scored the ice pick in um, TNA. I remember when he was co- when he was cold blood, my Hardy. 
Remember that? Oof. Oof, oh, dark, dark times. Dark times. <laughs> um, and he has he, he locks the submission, but it's on the outside. Obviously, he has to break it to get back in the ring. Uh, he tells the ref to count Christian out. He thinks he's knocked him out. And then Christian just on nine. Christian just jumps up, jumps in the ring, dodges another twist of fate and hits kill switch and wins. You said that like the match lasted five minutes. That sounded so much better than that. No, no, that was the ending. That was the, like just the ending. <laughs> you don't need the other eight minutes. It's fine. Oh, it was such a drag. Like ah, uh, there as as I said, that DDT I mean, no, on the steps was the in between part I've only written down. That was good. Um, there was some bits like Hardy worked on. Like there was a lot of smart smart work from Hardy like early on he worked on like the throat and like the neck and the top of the chest like the areas that he twist the face so he like he hung Christian on the ropes he catapulted him into the ropes he dropped elbows like specifically on his upper chest uh, he, he was it was a lot of really good sort of like uh, location work with Hardy's offense which was which was actually quite nice to see um, there was a bit where like he hung him on the rope and kicked it you know it was a lot of focus on like the, the sort of upper chest area which which was which was cool and it made sense uh, but the, the, yeah, the, the finish was just a bit odd. So Christian was like literally out cold. And then within 10 seconds, he jumps up, jumps in the ring, dodges a twist of fate and hits kill switch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to agree with you over here, Aaron. I need to see a bit more from Christian as a character as opposed yeah. to just a guy who gets his ass beat and then just turns it on and wins. Yeah, I've, I've said it for, what, a month now of Christian doing this. It's Nothing's changed. I'm I'd, like, I'd like to see a slightly different match now. Yeah, <laughs> do something else, please. Maybe, well, yeah. Let's talk about the ending, and maybe something will be coming along that will um that well will, a different type of match. So after the match, um, and Helico, who I also didn't recognize straight away because he looked absolutely different with his hat on. He had no top on Tuesday, you know. Yeah, no, so he, he, he had no top yeah. on. Uh, and Helico and Private Party ran out uh, to, to do the beatdowns, but Jurassic Express come out, jungle by Luchasaurus, and they they chased them off. And then as they're sort of like pose, as they're sort of like, you know, standing tall in the ring, Luchasaurus picks Christian up on his shoulders like he like he does with Jungle Boy. And there's just that little little face that Jungle Boy made, that little, ooh, I'm not sure about that. It's all a lot of things, ain't it? It's so good. Yeah. So it did, obviously, when we're obviously building towards Christian with Jungle Boy. And I honestly believe that that is where we'll see Christian have a different kind of match because he'll be he'll be on top for most of that match, I imagine. Be, be the heel. Just be a heel, please. Just yeah. Even... Even in WWE back when he was a big baby face in 2010 or whatever, I didn't enjoy him. He, he was not, he was not going to watch. Probably fighting Orton every week didn't help, but <laughs> now he's fighting hard every week, so you know. He, now he's just fighting old man Matt Hardy, and it's just ugh. Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, right, so we have another promo, um, and again another really. I mean, this is this has become a weekly thing now. Another really good mirror promo. I written the first line down and I refuse to write anything else. <laughs> Go on then. Would you like to read it out? Oh, there was once a rich man with a hot wife who can do the splits. <laughs> I was done after that. I was like, right, okay, I'm just going to sit back now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really good promise. So Miro talked about um, being lost. So again, they're playing into this idea that like he was a bit of a goober when he came in and his gimmick was a bit shit. And they showed like them coming out with like, Kip Sabian and sort of hanging out and doing goofy stuff. Um, and then he said a voice came into his head, reminded him who he was. I loved this next line. Uh, he said he forgave everyone he destroyed. Yeah. And you see him like you. Guys, this is happening. You're seeing clips of him just like annihilating Chuck Taylor. 
Chuck Taylor, Kip Sabian. Yeah. Oh. And uh, because of that, it makes him God's favourite champion. And then he held up a new TNT title. Yeah. Is, is this going to be a thing now where everyone gets their own one? <laughs> well, it's white, this one. And I, I really like it's, it. Actually. It's if, if, white, and it's got a little green... Where the it says title, the little like flag bit. In oh, the, yeah. Yeah, it's green there All as right. well. You sure it was just like a reflection of something? No. It, like, do you know that red bit in the black one Darby had? Oh, yeah. It, it's that bit green. Oh, the that's red okay. bit. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, so he said this title is his reward. And then he said that he is the redeemer. <laughs> Oh my god, he's just, he's just terrifying, isn't he? You know, in the he, best he, possible way. I wouldn't like to meet him in a dark alleyway. <laughs> no, I think if I met him in like a controlled environment, like if I met him at like a fan convention, I just burst the tears and run away. Big sexy mirror scaring the life out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. Next up, we had another another promo again. Again, a lot of promos tonight, but they were already good, so I don't mind. I'll um. I'll let them off. Uh, yeah, um, I think night one's just it's night two seems to be shaping up like the big one. Yeah, but even yeah, I haven't said that. You know, there, there were big matches tonight, but it was yeah. a lot, of, lot, of, lot of promos tonight, sort of laying the groundwork for sort of the coming weeks. For, for night two as well, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, Britt Baker's obviously talking about Nyla Rose putting her through a table, and now everyone was concerned that she wasn't, you know, fit to wrestle and she was hurt. Obviously, then she mentions that. Well, she already, she's already been through tables. She's been she was in the unsanctioned lights out match. She came through that. She's the baddest bitch on the block. Yeah, and that gets a huge pop from the crowd, by the way. Yeah, I don't know why, but okay. Brits over, man. You remember? Oh. You remember? Um, double or nothing. I, I I said I I said it. I was like she she got me over eventually. How uh, Yeah. Um, and then she said she said there's no fear. She said the only thing that's daunting is keeping Nyla Rose relevant. Oh, the next line where she goes, Vicky, you have a surname that keeps you relevant. Nyla, not so much. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, well done. Um, she said that, um, I love the land. she said about Nyla, said that she's like, thinks she's top of the food chain, but Britt Baker's not even on the menu. She's like, special order. Oh, well done. She, she's good. She's a good egg. Isn't yeah, she? and then um, <laughs> and then they throw it over to Vicky to ruin it at the end. Yeah, like screaming into the cameraman. Nyla semi saved it, but like know. yeah. So Vicky literally said she was going to get the biggest, largest, and then she literally got so high pitched I couldn't understand the rest of it. Yeah, like she was squealing to begin with, and then it got higher and higher. I think only dogs heard what she said at the, on the last <laughs> bit. Now she was going to shove something up Brit's ass anyway. Um, and then yeah, Nyla's gonna. Hand her a world class ass whooping next week. Um, is, this, is this how Brit turns face? She, she's already a face, let's be honest. Because you can't, you can't cheer for anyone who's managed by Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Like, as much as I want to, nah. As much as Nyla's awesome. Yeah. Vicky's just, I mean, she is just pure heat, isn't she? You know? She's a female Don Callis. Yeah. That's genuinely what she is. Yeah, but I can listen to Don Callis while my ears bleeding. So. <laughs> Like Don Carlos, for, for all his faults, Don Carlos has actually got a very soothing voice. <laughs> Aye, that's true. <laughs> uh, so next up, we get something we haven't had for a while. This is like an angry Moxley promo. 
Well, I felt a bit weird with this one because, right, he, spe- he, spe- he speaks very angrily. A lot of it gibberish, let's be honest. I mean, I liked at the start when he said that he's already, um, obviously he's already fourth um, Archer in Japan and in Jacksonville. And yeah. he, know, he knows from experience that you don't beat Lance Archer, you survive him. Yeah, he keeps coming back. He won't keep not coming for me. He'll keep, sorry, he'll keep coming for me. And I can't get rid of him. Um, he just, he, he sounds paranoid, like Archer wants to just kill him. I mean, to like, be fair. He literally challenged him to a death match, mate. But he's he's acting clues like in the he, name, clues in the name, clues, clues in the name. But he's acting like that's all Archer's done for the past eighteen months is just follow Moxley a bit. And I mean, they him. literally did team together a bit a while back. <laughs> just the way this promo was said, it just remember remember quite... that remember that um that hard got Max they had with um with Kenta. Oh, against Kenta, yeah, yeah. Kenta and um, oh, Aye, that was it. Remember, it was it was literally in my top ten actually. Yeah, <laughs> so far, um, go and listen to that so if you far. haven't. Um, yeah, yep. forty <laughs> matches of just pristineness, basically. I mean, so I like, I like, I like the sort of, I, like, I always like Moxie's promos. He always has a lot of gravitas and weight to what he's saying. Um, and I liked about the end where he said like. Um, Arch is Texas born, Texas bred. Next week it'll be Texas dead. Oh, <laughs> ear horn. <laughs> Shots fired. But yeah, this, I mean, this match is going to absolutely bang, isn't it? So I don't, I don't really care. Uh, again, as I say, the Wrestle Kingdom one was fantastic. This one, uh, Archer's got so much better in the past 18 months. Yeah. Like Moxley's always been good. Let's be honest. So the fact it's going to be a death match with John Moxley involved yeah. will be fantastic. Yep, it'll be great. Um, next up, we have the Spanish God Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Yuta. And my God, Sammy Guevara is really over. It's his hometown. Yeah. Well, he's from. <laughs> well, he's he's from Texas. He's from Houston. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's from Houston, but they're in some weird park place. Hi. I think it's outside of Austin, aren't they? Is that where it is? Okay. Yeah, they're in Dallas next week. Ah, okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's Texas. He gets he gets the Texas pop, doesn't he? Because it, even just Roberts, he put a little extra hot sauce on when he when yeah. he knows he's from Texas, and like to really push it home. And the crowd, the crowd responds. Um, and yeah, so we've got. Him versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I don't know a lot about right. Wheeler Yuta, but I really enjoyed watching him wrestle. Uh, yeah, I watched them on the the title they brought back in Ring of Honor. The the round thing. What what's it called? The one CM Punk and Samoa Joe in that one back in the day in AJ Styles. Sure. The pure title that tournament, and he was in it. Ah, right, okay. He, he was really good in that. Like that whole tournament was good, and he was in it as well. I'm yeah. pretty sure he got. Like the semis or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's he's been sort of working on dark a bit, and he sort of picked up a sort of allegiance with the best friends, which is kind of odd. But is there a history? There, well, I don't know. So they they claimed during the match that he was the protege of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, but I don't know if there's any truth in that whatsoever. If they trained him or not, I don't. I have no idea. Oh, um... I know he's from. Um, 
he's from Pennsylvania, isn't he? Is he? Right, okay. Yeah, you're doing a Google too. <laughs> I am doing a Google's as well. Hey, if you okay. Oh, um, yeah. I just he, he was, he's been good. At everything I've seen him in. Um, so he was well. He was he was from Philadelphia. He was trained by Drew Gulak. Right. Okay. And the Michinoku Pro Wrestling Dojo, so that is just run by Taka Michinoku. Yeah. Right, okay. So if he's, I mean, if he's yeah. from Pennsylvania and he's been trained by Drew Gulak, there's probably some like Chikara links there somewhere. Yeah. So he could easily have been in some way trained by Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy as well. Right. And before you go right into the match, right at the very start they say AEWGM is out worldwide tomorrow. No, it's not. Is it not? Still not out. It's out today. It's, it's out, out now. Out. I mean, literally, Joe messaged the Discord while we've been recording to say it's available now. Oh well, it just came out because it wasn't. But is it still? Yeah, is it still? Is it still tomorrow? Because I think it is, mate. Well, it took its fucking time, <laughs> didn't it? Tony Kong making a mug out of you, mate. At fucking quarter uh, ten at night. <laughs> fucking six o'clock at night or whatever, and it's still not out. Come on. It would do, that would be 12 in the afternoon in America. It's all right, it's all right mate. You can play it in bed before you go and have your little sleepy sleep. It's fine. Oh, that, that's often nice, Tony Khan. <laughs> You've been too busy all night anyway mate, with podcasts. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Tony knew. He didn't want to just it. He pushed it back purposely just so that you wouldn't be tempted. Oh, thanks, mate. I've been nice. <laughs> so, on to the match. Uh, this Again, this match was really good. I thought um, I thought Wheeler and Sammy had really good chemistry together. They, they were really good opponents for each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I daydreaming there about EWGM. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Sammy does like, um, Sammy does his one his little double springboard cutter, which I really love. Uh, he hits out like, the standing shooting star. Uh, Youth has got some nice, really nice bits and bobs as well. And yeah, I mean, he, he sort of, I mean, it was the, the, the result was never in doubt, but like, Youth held his own. He wasn't, he wasn't like a jobber. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, the match was a bit quick, but. To be fair, I think there was, it was a packed card. They didn't really have time to spare. No, week, did they? It was just it, it just gave him some eyes on. You know, yeah. it, it did a couple of good things. A, it gave you through a little platform to show what he could do. B, it sort of referenced AW Darks. We've got a few people maybe who are watching Dynamite that maybe come and check out Darks. Did a little bit of cross promotion there, and yeah, it gave Sammy another win. Just building Sammy up as like a, as like a legit contender, which is nice. He hasn't had, he hasn't wrestled an awful lot in the last sort of twelve months, has he? So, no, it's nice to see him. You know. Staying at that at that top level, winning and whatnot, uh, and Guevara does the big um, he does the big respect after the match as well after he wins. So he, he went to the GTH, um, wins clean as clean as a whistle, and yeah, they have a little nice respect bit at the end. Nice, yep, five minute match, in out, flippy shit, pen shaking it all about. Yeah, right. speaking of shaking it all about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One We've got um, Tony Schiavone interviewing Cutie Marshall backstage. <laughs> Cutie Marshall just acts as though he's going to pour like his protein shake over Tony, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, don't worry, mate, I'm not going to do that to you." And then he just does it anyway. Yeah, like he cries about, "Oh, you're talking about me beating Cody and all that," and now I'm just a guy. He just bullies me with him, basically. Um, yeah, yeah just, just gets over that. Um, just gets over that. March is a bit of a dick, basically, which is great. Yeah. Um, so next up, we have oh, I, 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 someone who I'm really glad is back. So we have Magical Girl, Yuka Sakazaki, 
versus Penelope Penel- Ford. Yeah, I, I'm glad Penelope's back to. Oh, I was talking about you. Oh, oh, were you? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um but uh. Yuka's music, holy fuck! I forgot how much that band. It's there's a lot happening there. It's um, <laughs> as I said before, it's it, it's it's fucking chaos. But I'm I'm here for it. Oh, what a banger! I love it. It's like it's like somebody watched like like eight hours of like promotional videos on Japanese culture and was like, just put all of that into one song. <laughs> put all of the anime in one song. <laughs> But like, I just need like eight hours of full metal album just condensed down to like ninety seconds of music. <laughs> All anime and K-pop, please, right here. Yeah, so um, Yuka Sakazaki was one of the very, very impressive uh, competitors in the women's and tournament earlier this year, uh, which is probably where I saw her for the first time since the very early days of AW. Um, and she's really good. She is right. At some point, we're going to have to, and I mean this with all due respect, we're going to have to push Yuka Sakazaki off a cliff to make sure she's not a witch. Why? Because she can legitimately do things that are impossible. Like her finisher, which she does in this match to win, she literally just stands on the middle of the rope for like five seconds and then changes her footing and then springboards off it. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's, there's no support there, mate. It's like literally a fucking rope. <laughs> She's only 106 pounds, mate. It's yeah. not like it, it's heavy duty, is it? Yeah, but still, yeah, that takes a lot of fucking skill. That's um, it's phenomenal. And and not only so, basically, she starts off with like one foot on the top and one foot in the middle rope. Then she puts both feet on the top rope for like another second or so. Just stands there, does a little pose, and then not only does she springboard off, she does a 180 degree flip in midair and like lands facing the rope. She just jumped off. Yeah, like it's like. And it, what they call it again? Magical girl splash, they call yeah, it. There you go, it's magic, mate. <laughs> Proper magic. She's a witch. Uh, yeah, this, this, this is a decent match, decent women's match. Uh, Penelope Ford is continuing. Like, she gets better every week, man. Aye, she does. She's very good at the wrestling. Well. She's becoming, she's fast because when, when she, I mean, without being, without being overly critical, when she started, she was a bit sloppy, should we say. Now yeah. she's now she's a solid, like dependable. I, I no longer think when I see Penelope Ford having a match, I don't think, oh, they're gonna have to put it with someone good. I just think, oh yeah, she can have these matches anyway. Yeah, she'll get pushed at some point as well. So. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So that's yeah, really good match. Uh, Yuka wins with the magical girl splash, which is interesting. I mean, maybe Yuka might be sticking around for a little bit if they if they give another win here. She, was she not contracted anyway? I'm sure she was all. Yeah, but she again, like obviously with all Japanese wrestlers, they couldn't yeah. they couldn't travel because of because of COVID and lockdown. And obviously, um, Ryu Mizunami came over for a few months, and I think like I think they sort of like rotated them in. So like as Ryu went back, I think Yuka's come over for a few months now to sort of take over and and like sort of work, work the American sort of style and whatnot. So yes, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 cool to see. I'm really glad she's back. She picked up the win. She looked great. Penelope looked great. Um, the match was fun. Yeah, wins all round really. Yeah. Give us more Sakazaki, please. And then um, we have a little um, little sort of vague advert for Rampage. A good vague advert though. Yeah, I it, got, it. It, got, it got me pumped. I'm, 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 yeah. I think next month that comes in, right? Sometime in August. It's, debut. it's, li- it's literally a month away, the 13th of August. Right, okay. So just under a month. Uh, oof, and then we get to the main event. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, well, I, I um, watched a murder happen. Yeah, so this was Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in, in the first ever uh, AEW coffin match. So the yeah. way to win here, it's like a burial alive match. Isn't the way to win is you have to put yes. your opponent a casket match. Or you have to put your opponent in the coffin and then close the lid. Um, Basically, um, it was such an intense match that even the coffin got an entrance. Yeah, like it's scary music too. Holy shit! <laughs> it was the Undertaker's spooky voice, wasn't it? Sp- it was spooky. Probably, they probably, to be fair, all the Undertaker's druids they probably got released in the last round of talent cuts. So the you know they probably they're probably all elite now, mate. Tony Khan scooped them up. Mass yeah. mass death cult are all elite. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, this um just went off hot. This didn't it? They, they didn't fuck around. No. And so early on, um, Darby takes a Darby lands a coffin drop, and then he takes off his jacket and he's wearing like a metal plate on his back. Yeah, would you not just keep that on for the first <laughs> he's, he's, he's not Roman Reigns, mate. He doesn't need to wear body armor. Oh wow! Well, this match says differently. <laughs> you probably should have, to be fair. You probably should have. <laughs> um, then he does that fucking sickening dive. He does where he jumps like through the middle rope and like then does a flip and like barely clears the floor. Yeah, the vicious one. It looks awesome, oh, no. but Jesus Christ, it must be terrifying. The thing is, he's probably done that like over like. 200 times and never fucked it up. He's never so, died yet. Um, he's never died yet. Yeah, but everyone who fucked up Russian Roulette only fucked it up once, didn't they? <laughs> um, so anyway, they, they, sort of have a little, they have a bit of a fight outside. Um, Darby goes to the coffin, opens the lid, out pops Scorpio Sky, which was a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, enjoyed that. Um they have a little fight and then, <laughs> and then angry dad sting appears literally who also gets a mad pop as well yeah. I get it sting you would oh, love to it, see it, him obviously like, we, we, didn't, we didn't mention Darby got an enormous pop as well for his entrance oh yeah Darby got a mental one as well yeah yeah so angry dad sting just literally straight strides down like you know when um, you know when you're around your mate's house and you've stayed too late and your dad's come to pick you up and he walks in like well pissed off it was like, what that. is the meaning of all this? <laughs> like, like he's just come down and you've left the light on all day and he's fucking fuming. Uh, yeah, so he comes down, he just batters Scorpio's guy and they, they sort of take each other out of the arena. Um, so yeah, then Ethan sort of takes... Um, he takes the, the ring apart. He takes like, the hook off the bottom. Yeah, well... He unwinds it, but then he just takes it off at the hook. Yeah. Why do you need to unwind it if you're? Because I think it, it, I think it releases the tension in the. Uh, do you need un- like, so, Because yeah. the hook, the hook's like retractable, so if he winds it out, it makes the it Pulls makes it, in, it yeah. makes the surface area of the, of the ropes larger, so it goes slack, doesn't it? And uh, just like stick it out. Um. So then they, they go into the crowd. Ethan Darby. Um. Oof! This was this was rough. So at one point, Darby's going for a coffin drop off like the. The entrance to the concourse, and you think just catches him, turns him around, slams him like spine first into like yeah. two metal poles that are either side of the doorway. Yeah, it was so good and it was so different that the crowd went mad. Ethan Page caught him, the crowd went quiet, 
Ethan Page battered Darby off the side. Crowd were still quiet. Had to register what happened. And then about 10 seconds after the actual thing happened, it was like, holy shit! <laughs> and he sort of chokes him on like a stair rail. I thought he was going to throw him down the stairs again, like he did um, yeah. last time, but he didn't. He did something arguably worse. He basically he just... just- over a Took him to like the edge of the seating section and just threw him into another section, like down to like the, the lower section. He must have fell about like six, eight feet. Oh yeah, definitely. I landed on concrete. It was it was horrible. It, it looked sore. Not not a fan, but well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ethan like sells this as like he's really enjoying himself. Just posing and everything on the fucking yeah, and stage. he's like he's there like yeah, this is this is good shit. Um, that was that was on the break as well. <laughs> yeah, this is this is in picture and picture. All of this is picture and picture. They get back into the ring and then like the the, bass, the the show comes back and then they show like a recap of what happened. Yeah, the Derby taking bumps and not even fucking telly. <laughs> um, so they get back in the ring. And uh, Ethan picks up the the turnbuckle hook, and he sort of talk he, again. He's he's really selling. He's like his character's like a psychopath, isn't he? Like he's like talking to the turnbuckle hook, and he like, kisses it. Yeah. And he's like Sorry, saying he's, he's talking to it like, oh yeah, you know we're gonna do this. And uh, as as he sort of gets Darby, Darby's got like a chain, like a little chain around his neck, like a, a sort of. He's always had it as a yeah. whole chain around his neck, yeah. And he just hooks the chain at the back and just like yanks it and like chokes him with his own chain, which looked it looked horrible. Yeah, the chain yeah. actually breaks as well when he when he pulls him to the floor. It actually when you see it on the floor, it's like it's broken and it's it's, it's fallen off. Oh, I didn't even notice that. So he must have ragged him. He must have ragged him like, fairly hard. Yeah, it looked hard. It liked. Um. So then Darby. Sort of gets the upper hand, he grabs him with the thermal hook, and then he fish hooks him with it. Yeah, so he, put, he puts the thermal hook in Ethan's mouth and just fish hooks the side of his mouth, which is horrendous. Well done, <laughs> yeah. Um, then he puts the uh, I really like the spot. So he, Ethan's like sort of next to the coffin, but in the ring, and the stair uh, he's throwing the stairs in the ring, and he sort of puts Darby puts the stairs next to Ethan, and then just runs and drop kicks it. So the stairs like hoof into Ethan and he goes flying into the coffin basically. Yeah. Then so they, they both get in the coffin, they have a bit of a fight in there, like um, at one point. Um Darby bites Ethan's finger or something. Bites his hand. Yeah, because he's um he's just playing with him, isn't he? Just Oh, that's when he's slapping him. Yeah, so he's, he's got him. Yeah. Like, he's got him, like by the throat, like choked against the um against the apron. Slapping him, just slapping him, like slapping him in the ear though. Like yeah, right over his ear. It, like, oh, he's going to bust his eardrum, and he's going for the ear claps. Oh, yeah, and it looked it looked horrible. Um, and then we get back in the ring. The um, oh, this was this was upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> the steps are in the ring, and Darby's going for a coffin drop. Onto the steps on Ethan. She's got Ethan on the steps. Ethan gets up, recovers, crushes Darby on the top rope. Yeah. And then he gives him an ego's edge off the top rope onto the steel steps. Now, this ego's edge, it was, you usually just does it like weirdly up so you just fall down, which to me, it always looks better. And it's also a lot safer just for them to just fall as opposed to ah fuck it I'll throw you down but the fact that it landed on the steps just he went higher up than Ethan Page yeah. and then fall on these steps and he put, a, he, he put he put a fucking huge dent in them as well like 
hey, solid steel stairs, mate. <laughs> solid steel. <laughs> That's how you fucking. So then Ethan was sort of dragging um, Darby towards the coffin, like along the floor. As they get there, again, harkening back to, to two weeks ago, Darby goes for the eyes, just sort of rakes Paige's eyes. Uh, like sort of desperation move, bites his head. Um, sort of, and as Ethan's like sort of flailing around, sort of like sorting his eyes out, uh, Darby climbs to the top rope of the skateboard, literally jumps off and like just plants, he just plants him with a skateboard, yeah, yeah. Uh, on it, which knocks him into the coffin. And yeah, that's it, he closes the lid. And one, one thing I'm really pretty happy with, we didn't get the cliched like goes to slam the lid down and the hand like sticks up and. And grabs the yeah, lid. Yeah, not once did that happen. As soon as yeah. the lid started to come down, that was it. Boom, game over. Because it shouldn't yeah. be hard. Once someone's in a coffin, it should be hard to close the lid on them because they're literally in the coffin. All you've got to do is shove that hand in, just slam the fucking yeah. door on the hand, the, and the, just hey, you're bastard. The lid weighs more than the hand. You'll be alright. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so Darby wins, and then after the match, um, Darby sort of moves. He sort of thinks about it. He sort of like he climbs in the ring, he poses, and then he sort of he keeps he keeps like sort of looking. He can't let it go. He keeps looking back at the coffin. And the coffin as well. It's got um, nothing's over city underground written on it as well, which is what Darby's it's chest tattoo tattoo on his chest. Yeah, which is quite nice. Like, this little touch. Um, and so yeah, so he climbs to the top of the turnbuckle and he's sort of posing. He gets down, he moves the coffin a bit, like so. It's sort of like parallel to the to the ring post, so it's like pointing towards it. And then he just coffin drops off the um, off the ring post to the floor into the coffin. Now you might be wondering, oh, but surely you know they'll have had some sort of fake bottom underneath the page. He goes, no, no, he's still in there. They, nah, they literally they show him on the camera. So Darby lands on a piece of wood, which then breaks and then goes into Ethan Page, who's in the coffin. And you see his body in the coffin, like as Darby crashes into it. Um, at the time, you go, holy shit, he's just landed on Ethan Page. If you think about it, the way he is, yes, he's right at the side of it. Yeah. So Darby lands on whatever. So it is as safe as safe can be. Yeah, but at the same time, Darby's... I don't think it's that safe still. No, <laughs> no, because Darby's hitting like this. All right, the, the, the top was like gimmicked, wasn't it? It was like quite flimsy. Yeah. But like yeah. the wooden frame around the outside was real. Nah, that was that didn't budge, did it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be so precise with that as well. Yeah. But fuck me, what a main event. Yeah, what a main event. And what what a what a huge moment for Ethan Page to be to be, you know, on a main event of a of a national wrestling show because he's I don't think he's ever main evented before. Um He'd always been a tag team, really. Before. Yeah, so that's huge for Ethan, and I'm really made up for him because he's, you know, he's not at the, the smoothest runs. He came to AW, sort of got a little lost in the shuffle, which he then turned, which then sort of became his gimmick, didn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah it was uh, yeah, absolutely. Bad. And again, it was it was Darby Allen just putting it on the line for a TV main event. Like that man is, he he needs to get paid when his contract comes up. <laughs> he has he is like he has gone to the wall. For he AW, need, like he needs that Chris Jericho tier money, and like in when, like on free TV, the, the shit he's done in main yeah. events is ridiculous. Yeah, right, well done. They always say, "Oh, it'll take its toll eventually." Ah, oh, fuck it, crack on, mate. <laughs> if, that, if that's what you want to do, crack on, mate. Yeah, top top lad, Darby Allen. Um, <laughs> so while well, we're here, that's the end of the show, I guess. So as is the usual, Aaron, would you like to? I mean, I can kind of guess, but can you give me your your highs and lows, please, mate? Uh, my high, my high will be that main event. It was very good, very my sort of shtick of just gruesome grotty stuff weapons galore 
getting thrown on concrete, all that nonsense. Um, my low Christian and my Hardy. Oh, I just hit the mic. My Christian and my Hardy. It wasn't good, was it? Two older lot. Christian is typical shtick. No fan of it. Haven't they been for a month now? Probably longer. How long has he been with AEW now? <laughs> Um, it was the paper before the last, wasn't it? Debuted, so it was yeah. Revolution. So uh, there you go. What's the Revolution? Fog, yeah. There's someone who's like a massive AW fan. I honestly can't remember what the paper views are and when they are. <laughs> but yeah, um, that'll be my little Christian, Matt Hardy. No fan. Fair enough. Um, I'm probably, for the first time in a long time, I think I'm going to stick exactly with what you said. Um, I thought the show as a whole was pretty damn excellent across the board. Yeah. Like there were there were very few like bits were dipped below thoroughly. I mean, I was knackered when I came in from work today, and I watched two hours of the whole thing like full attention. It kept me all the way through. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there were any obvious terrible bits. I think again, as we said when we when we talked about it, I think the Christian Mahardy match. If you stuck that on a house show, or you know. On a, a sort of more average episode of Dynamite, it would have been absolutely fine. There was nothing technically wrong with the match. There was some really nice bits in it. However, on a card where everything else absolutely slapped, I think it sort of showed up a little bit. So, you know, for being the only two and a half star match on a card of three and a half star plus matches, you know, you have to sort of give it the low, don't you? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, well, I'm calling it a five minutes. Calling the, the, I mean, I'll, I mean, I say, you know, the, I'm not counting. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't, 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 don't come at me. You know, I'm say I'm not saying a, f- a five minute. You we either use the Sammy Guerrero match is three and a half stars, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, you get the point, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't want to offend the internet. Um, it's probably too late. Um, and yeah, the high, obviously, the main event. I mean, like you say, Darby Allen, buy him. Maybe he doesn't even drink, does he? Like I say, buy him a pint of whiskey. Buy him a I don't know, buy him a new skateboard or something to say. Get him some like uh, alcohol free beverages. Yeah, get him a nice Mountain Dew or whatever he likes. <laughs> um, whatever the kids drink. But yeah, he um, fuck me, like he is he is putting it on the line. For, he is he is doing his fucking damnedest for that company. Yeah. yeah you want to talk about someone putting the body on the line to 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 bring in the you know to, to impress people into it? Like this is this isn't the pay per view, mate. This is fucking free TV. And the yeah. shit he did in that match, like most some wrestlers would not do on the bigger, they wouldn't do that for shit at WrestleMania. No. And Darby's just like, yeah, fuck it, throw me off a fucking seat and section onto a concrete floor. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, well done. Well, so fair play to him. And then the match was great, and Ethan Page looked like a really like hideous psychopath, and it's a really good character development. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, top top stuff. One of the, I mean, it, there's been a run of really good. Dynamite main events the last couple of weeks, and I think this is the best out of all of them. Right, hey, Tasty, that's another t- 20 quid in the AEW fucking bag by Mr. TK. Oh, I'll just check the Let's bank. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, <laughs> Tony Khan, keep the money rolling in, mate. I will keep saying everything is perfect, even when it isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, with a wonderful night one of Fighter First in the books, like two next week with some huge matches to come. Can't wait for that. Keep it right here on the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. We will talk you through all of it in a excruciatingly truncated fashion. Uh, as always, take care, enjoy wrestling, and we'll see you all again very soon. Bye.
What does Hulk Hogan use to clean his kitchen? Hulkamonia. Oh, I mean, that's all right. I, I, I was worried then. I didn't know how it was going to go. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. <laughs> 